Welcome to the Mouska Moms podcast, a Disney planning podcast where we enjoy quick conversations and cocktails with a Disney twist. We are your hosts, Juliana. Hey. Lori. Hi. And Jennifer, that's me. So let's take today to talk about Disney and going to Disney with families of five and more. Both Lori and I are experts in this topic, traveling with our families of five and six. So today we are going to share our wisdom with you and give you our tips for saving money, saving your sanity, all the things when traveling with those larger families. But first, of course, if we're traveling with our families, we need a cocktail. All right, so the Mouska cocktail is going to be at the House of Blues in Disney Springs. We don't talk about this restaurant very much at all, but it's there, and it's a House of Blues, and they serve bottomless mimosas or Bloody Marys. These will feed a crowd or serve a crowd, we should say. Not that we recommend you serving your children, but like Jen said, <laughs> if you... <laughs> You know, if you, you do are you. bringing many children with you to um, to Disney, you might want to start your day off um, with some bottomless beverages. And who doesn't love like Mary or Mimosa? I also feel like you're either on like you're in one camp for the breakfast breakfast beverage. Like you're either always getting your Mimosa or you're always getting your Bloody Mary, and they don't cross over very much. No, I'm a Bloody Mary girl. And who doesn't love a Sunday brunch and a Sunday brunch with entertainment? Yeah. House of Blues is a good call on a Sunday brunch. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So get well hydrated, hydrate your children with water. (laughs) (laughs) And let's start our, our good advice. (laughs) (laughs) So what's the hardest thing when planning for families. All right. Okay. So we're going to talk about these families of five or more. So six and more if you're that. Yeah. Go you. Um, so (laughs) there are a lot of things to consider when traveling with that big of a family. So we are going to start first with the accommodations. Cause of course you got to start planning with that. So you got to figure out where everyone's going to sleep. So there are a few different options for those larger families. Um, the value resorts, uh, have family suites that can sleep up to six. Uh, they are at the Art of Animation and All Star Music. All Star Music being the lowest price one for a family of six. Um, and then Art of Animation, of course, has those family suites, um, which are fun and they're themed, especially if you're a family with younger kids. Um, they have Lion King and Cars and Nemo, and they're adorable. Um, and you don't need to be a, a larger family to book these suites because it, it gives you a great. Um, lower cost option to get multi multiple rooms multiple bathrooms for your family which is always good and our big thing as a larger family is we need multiple bathrooms I've got lots of boys with lots of bathroom necessities (laughs) and then families with girls you know 
they need bathrooms too to get dressed and do their makeup and whatever. That's such a generalization. But uh, anywhere you can put me that has multiple bathrooms, I'm a fan of. And if you're looking for the most budget-friendly way and you want to go to a value resort, they do make it possible because they have these family suites. Or plan B is... You can do is that you can do two connecting. I was not seeing where you were going with this. Sorry. <laughs> two guaranteed connecting rooms. Yeah, in my brain. So. No. <laughs> two guaranteed connecting rooms at one of the other values like pop. Now, the only problem with the um, connecting rooms is that they can only be guaranteed when there are only two adults in the party. Um, so this one can be a little tricky, trickier if you're dealing with older kids and then younger kids because um, you're not going to get that guaranteed that they will be connecting um, or even that they're going to be next to each other. Um, but if you have two adults and let's say three kids or four kids, you can definitely get the guaranteed um, connecting rooms. Yes. And adults in Disney are 18 and, and over. So, yes. you know, for resorts, yeah. for resorts, not for and anything else, not for the bottomless mimosas. <laughs> not for the bottomless mimosas. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Yep. But, but it's a great option. And again, it's a great option, even if you have two kids and you want that option of having two separate bathrooms, two separate, be separate bedrooms, they'll guarantee that you're a connecting room. You have one deposit, you have one reservation number. It's kind of a good, it's a good option that not a lot of people take advantage of. So keep that in the back of your mind. Yes. Then for those families of five, um, you have some other options. So moderate resorts will sleep uh, five at certain resorts. So Caribbean and Port Orleans Riverside, they have two queen beds and then a pull down bed. I call the pull down bed a it's not the Juliana bed. It's a, a Juliana bed. Um, it's a Murphy bed, but it is a bit tinier. I would not be shoving like a seventeen year old on it. Um, you might need to find other accommodations for that one. Um, but it definitely works. Um, and then the deluxe resorts also have the fifth sleeper option, which is the two queen beds. And again, pull down Murphy type deal. Um, it works if everyone's in a room, you're looking, my family of five done it multiple times. Um, Logan loves his little bed cause it has a little nightlight above it. I think um, it's a good option. Like you said, for families with smaller kids, yes. not, not just because the bed is a little bit smaller, but there is only one bathroom there. You're definitely in tight quarters. So if you have five adults sharing that room, you're yes. going to feel it. Um, but the also to consider with those pull down beds, it's, I feel like I don't know. You either get the pullout sofa that you feel every spring or you get, you know, every spring and every metal thing in the mattress, or you get these pull down beds, which are oh, the hardest beds I've ever slept on. They're hard. Kids don't right. tend to complain about it. No. Kids but Juliana and I have yeah. complained about it. depends on the level of resort. They're certainly more comfortable in the deluxe resorts than in the moderate resorts. Yeah. Um, I won't say that they're more comfortable than the ones in the value resorts because the value resorts, first of all, all the beds are different, but they have the true Murphy beds and table beds with right. actual mattresses. So I yes. can't compare to those. That's a different story. Um, but I, I agree. They're not like, they're not the greatest for full size people. And this, no. this, this, um, will not give you two, two, this option does not give you two bathrooms also, but, Oftentimes your 
um, moderate resort that sleeps five will be a cheaper option than your value resort in a suite. Yeah, or even in the deluxe, if you want a deluxe, I mean, the, the, if I, I, I don't want to push, I stay in this category probably nine times out of 10. And my kids are now 11, nine, and almost five. Um, this works for us. It's That's fine. perfect for you. Um, it works wonderfully. There is ways around to get those two bathrooms too, if you know, or you're talking to your travel agent. There is a couple deluxe studios um, that you can get that have the two bedroom, two bathroom like the Polynesian that had the split bathrooms, which is a huge saver. Um, but if you have younger kids and they're young, Logan, like I said, Logan loves this bed. He loves it. It has a nightlight. It has characters usually there, depending on which resort you're staying. This is his favorite bed. Like he asks if he's going to get his tiny bed every time we go. Yeah, Aww. Lily loves it too. So yeah. it's perfect for the for the littles that, yeah. Um, it is. Sometimes <laughs> you'd rather sleep in one of these than share a bed with another adult. So exactly. that's fine too. Um, but I think <laughs> that we should from experience. mention, we might have, we forgot to mention at the top that when we're talking about fitting families of five or more into a room at Walt Disney World, it doesn't go without saying to, to most, to a lot of people that the capacity in the room is the capacity in the room at Disney. And you have to have a bed for every single person in that room. They do not allow rollaways. So nope. that's important to note. Um, the only thing they do allow is an infant to go over the capacity, right? If it's four people yes. in a room, you can have one infant in a crib over that four person capacity. As long as the kid is under three, yes, you can do, you know, they'll bring in or they can bring in whatever. It also, you don't have to have the um, crib in there. You can, if you co-sleep with them or do whatever, but if they're under the age of three, they do not count in that room count. Um, but, but, on, but only one, you can't have two, three-year-olds. <laughs> so. uh, you can. You can, and they'll count it? Yes. If you have twins that are two years old, they do not count in the room count. Anybody under the age of three do not count. So you could put like seven two-year-olds in a room? Yeah. I mean, if you're traveling with seven two-year-olds, good God. <laughs> You've got bigger problems. Yeah, bigger problems than fitting into that room, let me tell you. Uh -huh. Well, I did not know that. I didn't think yes. you could do that. I thought you could only go over capacity by one living, breathing being. So no. Yeah, they do not count in any room count. Now all of our listeners are looking at their phones. <laughs> I and looked at my sorry. phone. <laughs> I don't, it just it feeds on there. All right. Anyways. All right. So for people that want to spend a little bit more money, they do have one bedroom, two bedroom, and three bedroom options um, and some other fun options like the tree houses and the bungalows and that type of thing. One thing that's not mentioned in here is for families of six are the cabins at Fort Wilderness. Uh, they fit uh, parties oh, yeah. of six. It is a great option. They have a full kitchen. Um, and your own space there. Um, the sleeping assignments are a little bit different there. You have the queen bed and then two twin or one bunk bed with twin beds. And then you have a pullout queen in the main uh, family room area. Those are also going to be re uh, renovated here shortly because DVC is going to take them over. Um, so, but this so is the option. It'll be For interesting those, to see how that affects the price too, but Yes, because right now that price can actually sit below Art of Animation um, mm -hmm. family suites. So. They can, and those only they do only have one um, bathroom in the yes. in the cabins. Yes, um, and some you know, the villas it depends. Some of them have like one and a half, and some of them have two. Yes, some of them have three. 
some of them have three. So have you can three. definitely find some space. Yes. All right. So those so we, accommodations, you have those figured out. What were you going to say? I have, are we, are we wrapping up accommodations? I have one question about it. No. If you could stay anywhere as a family of five, what would be your top pick? I'll go first. <laughs> the Copper Creek cabins at Wilderness Lodge. Oh. In a second. They hold nine. They're amazing. I do the bungalows at Polynesian. I mean, if we're if money's no object. No, yeah, no object. Yeah, we're going bungalows at Polynesian. Bungalows if money fit over the water. Yes. If money is an object, I would do a one bedroom at Animal Kingdom Lodge because you still get two bathrooms. <laughs> or the one bedroom at actually the one bedroom at the Riviera is one bathroom, but it's a gigantic bathroom with multiple sliding doors that that you still it's like a split bathroom that you have yeah, but room. i need multiple toilets for my family yeah so, see, I think, so to, to add to the gender generalization like i only need one toilet because there's only one man in my family so see, we got all boys i'm okay right now with we can deal with well they're still kids. sitting down to pee not all of them <laughs> that's not the issue with my I see. I'm just used to cleaning that up before I sit down. I look before I sit uh, down at all points in time in this house. Yeah. All points in time. And uh, no, we digress as usual. We're digressing. Can we move on to theme parks? So yeah, let's me, do it. Yeah, tell me how you navigate this. I can't, I have no idea because I've never had to do this. So odd numbers on rides, how to split up. I can speak from experience. Mom rides by herself. Mm -hmm. Always. Always. Because dad's not always around. So dad's cool. Dad's the cool person to sit next to. We always want to So, yeah, there are a certain handful of attractions that are you ride in even numbers Slinky Dog Dash, it's two, two in a car, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, it's two yep. in a car. So, that's something to consider. Um, and for my, my, if this is, this is different for your family and my family, my family were, they're all older. Nobody needs to sit with a parent. And so, um, oftentimes Mark and I'll ride together and the kids will take turns riding alone versus, you know, well, yeah. no, we don't even need to, we don't have odd numbers. Cause we don't we have, have odd numbers. Yeah. We no. have the four of them, but if we're not taking one of the college kids, then they take turns riding. Well, yeah. I guess the best thing I think, cause there's so many iterations of how you could do this on different rides, but what are your best tips for navigating that when you have younger kids and like Lori said, that, you know, mom rides alone and everyone wants to ride with dad. Well then do they fight over who gets to ride with dad? Do they turns? Like how do no. you work it out? So you have to look at the ages. So it's really based on the ages. So um, my nine and 11 year old are able to ride by themselves. Um, so once you are seven or eight, seven, you can I ride. So. I think it's seven. You can ride with another person. Um, so my nine and 11 year old can ride by themselves. They are good to go. So they find that cool that they can do that by themselves. So they are constantly together. Um, and that leaves Logan. And because he's under seven, he must be with an adult. So there are a few stipulations on some of the like Pirates of the Caribbean. He can sit in front of us with his brothers. Um, some of those smaller rides he can do it. The three Copaneros. Um, so uh, it's a small world. But for the rides, rides like these, he must be with an adult. 
So rides where you're all in the same vessel, like pirates or whatever. Yeah, you're saving the vessel. And I think there's no lap bar. They don't quite care quite as much. So that begs the biggest question is when you are outnumbered by children under seven, what do you do? You, they have to, then they have to ride with a stranger. Yeah, they're going to have to ride with somebody. So the cast member will put them with somebody. Um, I have ridden with, Blake and Lucas when Luke or when they were younger and they put an adult with one. I mean, if you have a young baby, you can wear, yes, you can wear, you can wear babies on everything almost. Um, in magic kingdom anyway. Yeah. Just not the roller coasters, but yeah. Just, yeah. Just not the roller coaster. Anything with the height limit, obviously the baby can't go on. So that's where you're going to get in trouble. There are some right. rides too that they allow the extra third if they're tinier. So when Splash Mountain was running, me, Logan, and my husband rode together in one row. Um, and it's uh, Little Mermaid, Nemo. We could, the three of us could all fit in this uh, clamshell together. Haunted Mansion, we fit together. Right. right. I guess um, the bottom line is it's really a non issue. Like it works out. It's different at every ride and it just works out. So just prep your kids that, you know, we'll figure it out. If you're laid back about it, they'll be laid back about it. And yeah. Disney helps you. And I no, think that's the key too, is to have those conversations before you yeah. get on the ride, which no matter if you have a lightning lane or you're waiting on the standby queue, there's always going to be a little bit of a wait. And so it's a good opportunity to talk about, all right, who are you sitting with on this one? And, right. you know, put your most outgoing kid with the stranger, if that's going to happen. Um, yeah. And Disney's great too. If you walk up and they, they keep you all together. So even if your kid rides with somebody else, we've had that where they go in front of you or behind you and you can choose. So yeah. they can choose whether they want you in front or behind. And then you're right there with them. You're just physically not next to them. And now a word from our sponsors. Mouse Moms are avid travel enthusiasts and our podcast is sponsored by Kingdom and Cruise Travel. If you are interested in booking a vacation to Disney or any other worldwide destination, be sure to check out the website, kingdomandcruise.com and their Facebook page, Kingdom and Cruise Travel. What about the ride photos? That's like a huge draw for Memory Maker for my family because they love to plan out how they're going to pose for their pictures. But there are some rides, especially, you know, for the bigger families that you might not get in the same ride vehicle yep. with your family member. So what's what are our tips for dealing with ride photos for larger groups? Um, it just depends on what they are. Like seven dwarfs, once you hit three rows, the one's going to get cut off. Um, you know, same with uh, Rock and Roller Coaster. Test track is bigger rows, so you should be fine with more people. I mean, there's nothing you can do. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. It just is. Um, if it's people are really energetic about their photos and have a game plan together, have them sit together so they're together. Yeah, put the kids together, mom and dad separate. Yeah. Like dad separate if you can. Um, but, but yeah, again, it, it's a conversation you're going to want to have before you get on the ride vehicle if that's something that you're, you know, excited about. Yes. So, plan. Um, one other thing for theme parks is photo spots for large families. Um, I think this is one of the biggest things, especially for large families that get Memory Maker. Um, you only one person has to get it if you're dealing with a large family and getting your own photos with the large family can be complicated. I know even trying to rein in five of us to hand my phone to somebody else. I'm like, you guys have to hurry up, hurry up. 
the photo ops with the photo pass people are awesome. Um, they take the time, they get the photos of the big family. Some of the favorites are in front of the castle and the tree, um, Chinese theater, spaceship earth, basically the bigger objects where you can get everyone together. Yes. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, food. Food has gotten so expensive in Disney. Food has gotten very expensive. Um, and we can't go an episode without talking about food. So. No. And yay, the, the dining plans are back. So you're not going to save money with the dining plans, but at least you can prepay and take some of the sting out of your vacation for food. But there are ways. I mean, it can get really, really pricey when you have families of five and six and, and yeah. larger. It's, it's pricey with families of four. So um, some good tips for kind of minimizing that sting. So some of the tips are um, you can bring some in your bags if you want from home or in your luggage. Uh, Southwest has free uh, checked bags. So go for that. Um, other things would be to order Instacart to your resort or any type of other grocery service. That way you can bring a few things in. Um, we love bringing in the Smuckers peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. The Uncrustables. Yeah, the Uncrustables, cause they're free, they're frozen and you can pop them in your bag for the park and they'll unfreeze on your throughout the day. Um, that's usually what Logan orders anyways. And I despise paying $10 for it. Mm -hmm. That's what he's eating. Um, but granola bars, snacks, that type of thing. Unfortunately, with that many people, you're going to have a whole bunch of different schedules. Even if you're part of one family, you're, one person's going to be hungry at nine. One person's going to be hungry at 10, one at 1030. So make sure you have the snacks and the things available the, where you're not making 1500 stops at the quick service kiosks, even besides money, just for, yeah. I just don't want to stand in 500 different lines. Um, so true. that is awesome. Um, quick, quick service. Um, Areas that have bigger space, we even start to look for that now. So like Regal Eagle, Flame Tree Barbecue, Pizza Fari. I like Columbia Harbor House that you can go the upstairs that we've mentioned before. They I have love Columbia Harbor House. Yeah, they have larger tables up there and it's a lot of seating up there. So it's good with a bigger family. Um, I find that tomorrow what, what's cosmic rays to be an absolute nightmare with bigger it's so, crowded. so loud. The other, the thing about Columbia Harbor house, that's really cool is they have a few round tables, which yeah. is really nice with a big family. It makes a huge difference to not be sitting in a row and tossing ketchup packets down to the end of the table and to have everything in the middle. It's nice. Yeah. Also, the, the thing about some of these places is um, the portion size. Like we used to love when our kids were younger going to Flame Tree Barbecue. Now they all eat like pigs and huge adults. So they all get their own meals. But it was really nice when they were smaller to be able to get these these bigger meals at places like Flame Tree Bar Barbecue because they're shareable. So we could got, get one and two or three of them could share the meal and they'd be thrilled and satisfied and yay. Um, and I know Pizza Fari, I think does, don't they do that meal thing where you can get a whole pizza and drinks for the whole table? Like that's a real good option as well for larger families. Yeah, that one's an awesome one. Um, we've mentioned before, I think we did the pizza episode, getting a whole pizza from the boardwalk uh, yes. is a great option. So anything that you can share portion wise and has bigger tables 
Yeah. Some of these quick service places don't have big enough tables. No. Large of families. So uh, there are a few that have the bigger tables. Snack wise, shareable. This is one of our favorite things to do is buy shareable snacks. Um, popcorn buckets. I will say though, with the popcorn buckets, fights, man. Lots of fights because you got three different hands or four different hands trying to go in one freaking bucket. Yeah, but you know what you can do? If you go to the kiosks, they'll give you free paper cups for drinks and you can just fill in, fill the cups up. Yeah, because I don't recommend the four hands, three hands bucket. It never ends well. And this Um, way, mom or dad can be in charge of the popcorn bucket and you can just dole out the snack size portions in their cups. Yes. Um, we do Mickey pretzels as snacks and we rip, we actually have places like you get one eye, you get this, they, they know which sections of the pretzel. You map it out. Yep. I you map are the map. I did map it out. It stops fights. You had an eye last time. So and so is getting an eye this time. That's smart. You got an ear. He gets an ear. Smart. So, um, but yeah, there are a bunch of shareable um, snacks. Churros are awesome because I find that the super, you can just split them up into different sections. Those are awesome to share. Um, Good tips. But yeah. All right. Table service, buffet, more bang for your buck. That's pretty simple. You're going to, you know, people can eat, eat and eat and not. Especially if you have big eaters. Like I said, yeah. my, my family, they're mostly adults my kids now. So, um, the buffets are expensive, but I feel like everybody gets something that they want because there's so much variety and everybody's huge, you know, everybody gets huge portions. They can go back and as many times as they want. And I like, I like a buffet for, you know, those reasons, making everybody happy. No. And plus the buffet can kind of, we do it as kind of a saver throughout the day too. If I know we're doing a buffet for lunch, then breakfast is going to be super tiny. So we can plan ahead and throw some granola bars at them in the morning, knowing we're going to have a big lunch. Or if you're having a gigantic lunch, you know, dinner can be much smaller scale. Um, So it does in the end kind of, you know, you're paying for that buffet, which can get expensive because they are expensive. Um, And I would go along with this in saying that if you do a character breakfast, then you're also not waiting in line for different characters. If somebody right. wants to see Pluto and somebody wants to meet Mickey and somebody else wants to meet Daisy, find the character meal that you get to see all of them. And then you don't have to wait in three separate lines. Yes. Awesome. All righty. So last thing we're talking about is transportation, which I think is the part that trips everyone up. Um, because with those larger families, you can't necessarily fit in anything. Uh, or in everything. So minivans can fit up to six, up to six. Um, mm-hmm. You can, plus they'll have two car seats if needed. Um, that's a great option that can be a little bit pricier. So if you're more budget conscious, you could do the buses. Obviously you can fill an entire bus. <laughs> um, go for it. Skyliner. This is the one instance where big families win. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you have a large family, even my family of five, we are rarely, if any time, put with other people. The Skyliner is ours. It's nice. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, we've fit five, six, seven, eight. I think eight might be the max on a Skyliner. We just act really obnoxious and nobody wants to get on with us. <laughs> that, that works too. That works too. I'm just kidding. 
Um, we were talking about this the other day because the kids asked because they saw other people be put with other people in the Skyliner and they're like why are we never put with people and I said well because we're a big family plus if you have a stroller in that big family you ain't getting anybody right because the stroller has to go in the middle and blah blah I mean don't get me wrong if it's super crowded they're shoving you on to max capacity but but for the most part no yeah yeah and for, you know, ride shares, because we talk about that all the time, because the three of us, when we go to the parks, we are always using Uber and Lyft. Um, I did not start doing that when I traveled with my family until I had two kids in college. So I'm only a family of four now traveling because a family of five and a family of six, you don't always fit in one Uber and then it's hard to split. And it's it, it just, it's not logistically the easiest yeah, in the world. Yeah, the only thing you can do with Uber is get Uber XLs. Uber XLs can be just as expensive as the minivans. And with right. an Uber XL, you can't guarantee what type of Uber XL you're getting. So if you're traveling with luggage, it's not, we learned that the hard way. It's yeah. not doable, even with a family of five. You think you're getting a gigantic SUV and you get a super tiny one. Yeah, and then you have issues. And, and this is a good conversation with transportation from the airports. Um, because then, you know, it's not just the, how many people it accommodates, it's, it's all your luggage as well. So you're better off just pre-planning your transportation in that situation. And we often use FSE. We talk about them a lot because they are somebody who you can pre-plan for and pre-schedule and indicate how many people are in your party and how much luggage you'll have. So you're guaranteed to have a big enough vehicle. I know Lori's used Southern Elegance before, same thing. Yeah. Southern Elegance is just the limo version. Um, if you want to do a nice transportation, I think Southern Elegance is great to go to. Um, if you are going to a Disney cruise at Port Canaveral, gives you a ton of extra space. Um, but FSC is nice too. As we were mentioning, you set the amount of people, how much luggage you have, they will make sure you fit in. Plus they have bigger options. So they have the SUV. They also have a van um, that works for eight people. Then they have a bigger van for nine people. So those larger, larger families, there is options for those two. Yep. All right. Yep. We're ready for our mouse tip. Yep. Um, so our mouse tip, when you're traveling with a larger group or a larger family, it is still possible to make each kid feel special. I think this is an awesome thing to do in general when you vacation with your kids um, and with with bigger families I think it's nice but making it, each kid feel special having them have their say uh, you can have each one pick a must-do ride or attraction in each park so it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to spend more money you can have them feel special and involved because they're part of the planning process you can have each one pick their must-do meal for your vacation when you're planning so that everybody gets to eat at their favorite spot. Um, if you're going on a longer vacation, then you can pick a special ride, tour, or show just to do with mom or dad one-on-one. -on -one. We've done that before where we've had our older kids go scuba diving in Epcot and our younger kids go on the Wild Africa Trek or get a makeover. Um, but have something that you plan ahead in advance that makes each kid feel special. Yep. I like that. All right. There you have it. The Mouse Mom's best tips for doing Disney with a larger family and group. 
How did we do? Do you have any tips? Tell us. Just a reminder to check out our Facebook group, Mouska Moms Podcast, to dive deeper into this and all things Disney and Disney planning. Be sure to follow our show so that you receive notifications when new content is released and that you never miss an episode. And please consider writing us a review as well. We really appreciate it. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Soon. Why? Because we like you.